0: Welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name's Gavin, and uh, it's a thrill to talk to Dave Taylor this morning in Sydney, mate. I've got up early this morning to uh, have a chat to you,
1: mate. I I haven't got up early for this at all, but thanks <laughs> thanks for doing that.
0: <laughs> well, you're in the middle of lockdown still, aren't you? Which is ah uh, oh, mate, not there's no,
1: there's no point in getting up early for lockdown, is it? It's... Sometimes sometimes Emma will say we should, you know, we should we should get on and do something else, and I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> what are we going to do What are we today? rushing back to? <laughs> Lockdown life. Yeah, it's true. And Dave you, Dave and I used to work together in Christchurch before Dave went off to church plant in Sydney. So, uh, mm. mate, tell us a little bit about your, your story and, and your journey to get there.
1: Oh, my. Let's go back some time now. In fact, I was thinking on the way here, uh, Gav, to uh, do this. I, I've had a quarter of my life now in yeah. Australia. I was 35 when we moved here. 46 this coming year is crazy. Um, oh, well, I, I went to Christchurch from when I was 18. When I moved to get a university, I joined Christchurch, fell in love with it, what you stand for as a local church, and planned to be there all my life. I ended up becoming a pastor there in 2001, I think, after go to the pastor's college in yes, 2000, Christ. and was a pastor in your church for 10 years. So you are my roots by a long way but really felt the Lord calling us into Australia through a long series of events. We actually had an intern at Christchurch many years ago from Australia, Mm -hmm. and he was looking to plant into Australia and wanted help and to really work out whether he should do that. And if so, how to do it. And during that year, it became clear that he's big hearted, loves the Lord, wants a church planted in Sydney, but may not be the right guy to go plant into Sydney. And, And we all came to that same place. And at the same time, the Lord really put on my heart and Emma's heart that maybe he was was calling us to that. So it's it's a long story that I won't bore you with. But the Lord really called us here. And so we moved out here in 2010 and have lived here ever since.
0: I love it. Mate, it's a big deal to your family right across the other side of the world. Yeah, I thought event.
1: it was at the, at the time I thought it was a big deal, and now I realize it was a really big deal. Yeah, a massive. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it was. Huge sacrifice for you, but uh, yeah, it's good. And so the church has grown from what you had a small core team initially to start with. What were your name? Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, look, to start off with, I thought I, thought I had a reducing ministry, Gav. I think we started with about 35 <laughs> people, I think, that had shown interest over different times. Yeah. Um, everybody saying they love Sovereign Grace. It was like, oh, sweet. So we pulled them together as a group. I think within a year, that group was down to about 10. Yeah. Um, I yeah. managed to put enough people off what we were about, and they didn't <laughs> want to do it anymore. Uh, but yeah. now, I'm not quite sure how. how we. I think we now we're about 250, 280, something like that. We planted another church two years ago in another area in Sydney. Great. They're running in about 80, 90 people, I think. Um, and we're actually looking at another plant just at the moment and asking questions about that. So, yeah, the
0: Lord is kind. It's keeping you busy, mate, I feel, which, is, which is great. Um, Dave, we're talking uh, about church administration, you know, a pastor's perspective, and um, we started off the series with, with talking to Pete Greasley, You know Pete and worked yeah. with Pete for years and yeah, years. very well. now. Yep we're you know, going to a totally different context and, and looking forward to what we can sort of learn from you. Um, mm. Tell us a bit about your team and how you've developed it because I, I know you value church administration and church management as, as much as I do and, and as yeah. Pete. Um, tell us a bit about your team and how you kind of started off and how you've built because you, you can't have somebody in a full-time position in church administration straight off a church plan. You know, it's, no. it's you know, it doesn't no, work. if only... So, yeah, if
1: only we could, that would be great. But no, no, you, well, we couldn't do that here in Sydney. When I moved to Sydney, I was full time. Yeah. Um, and I was the only paid full time employee. Right from the off, I worked hard to try and build a core team. So, mm-hmm. build a, a leadership team, if you will, in that first six months um, that could carry different spheres of church life. So, whether that be kids' ministry um, or youth or looking after care groups, that type of thing, actually running yeah. care groups, and administration. So I was looking very quickly for unpaid positions, but people that really felt the call of God on them with those gifts, yeah. you know, I think the Lord does equip people in church life, whether we're talking about paid or not paid, it's a bit yeah. regardless. But I think the Lord gives, gives us gifts. And so a big part of my job very quickly was pulling together the, the right gifts. And so we actually started with a core team of about five people, I think, if I recall, our first time we hired somebody was an administrator.
0: Mm-hmm. There was
1: a lady that actually felt uh, that the Lord had put on her heart to give us a day a week for free. She just yeah. wanted to serve the church. I think her actual words were, I can see you drowning in administration.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. and I want you to
1: be able to do other things in church life.
0: Yeah.
1: And she was right. I mean, I was happy to do the administration. I think that's part of what you're called to do, particularly when you go plan to church, yeah. but it's not yeah. like I crave to try and keep this. And so she came in and did that a day a week. It didn't take long before we were actually able to hire her for two days, okay. and which is what she then started doing, which was such a blessing.
0: Yeah, that's really And helpful.
1: then we, over time, just kept growing the team. So we eventually took on another pastor and then another pastor after that. And now we have an administrator and a bookkeeper yeah. and all that type of stuff. And so, yeah, different, different roles get, get in at different times. But we still have a lot of lay people serving. in numerous roles in ministry and are constantly training people to that end and trying to develop people to be deployed. And whether that be pastoral ministry, leadership ministry, administration ministry, um, church planting, whatever it be, we want to try and equip the saints for works of ministry as best we can.
0: Mate, that's great. I I, I love that. And uh, I love the fact that you uh, place huge value in it. So the the core team that you've got, they're doing kids ministry, youth work, those are in wales here typical roles that people hire next they don't go for a church administrator they go straight into something yeah. uh, kind of intern, yeah. responsible for youth work or kids ministry um yeah. but uh, don't 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 go administration and is there anything you could encourage you know people just to rethink that over here in the uk well
1: look i think the reality is the, the reality is everywhere. I mean, affordability usually makes it very difficult to employ lots of people very quickly. Yeah. I think administration, I, I would just argue if, you, if, if you're if you doing pastoral ministry well and you're building a team well, it's probably the backfilling of administration you're going to need yeah. more than somebody else to be a pastor alongside you because that's going to leave you doing the administration still. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that administration piece is more of a deaconing role yeah. um, in many yeah. ways. And so I think the sooner you can hire somebody to be doing that. I'm not even necessarily saying full-time, but part-time or hours or evenings or whatever it be to, to offload. So first time we took on a bookkeeper here and we just took her on for four hours a week. Yeah. And she actually does it in her own time. She fits it in around the week and I don't really mind,
0: uh, yeah. but
1: that's what she does. And so I'm a big fan of employing staff to do administrative roles. I yeah. think it helps pastors to really do the work of ministry to get on with moving the church forward for the glory of the Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah, that priority to be able to go and do other things is so so important, isn't it? You know, we talk to pastors yes. here who are drowning in that kind of administration. Yeah. So they're thinking about yes, guitar, you know yeah. risk yeah. assessments for COVID, and, and you just don't want ah, them to. kind yeah. of you? Um No, no
1: you, rostering and you know a rotoring as you as you say that you get. It, there's just so many different jobs that you think you're a very well-paid know, <laughs> it's just like i don't <laughs> think this is the best use of yep. your experience and time yeah. not not when you think biblically we're primarily given to to prayer the preaching of god's word the sacraments equipping the saints i think administration is wonderfully wonderfully needed but the sooner that can be passed on and handed i think when i worked with you Gav, for many years we just worked so closely together yeah and i think it just it trebles your ministry it doesn't just double it you yeah. get so yeah. much more done Yeah, by working together on these things.
0: No, that's absolutely true. Yeah, no, I, I do love that. And Dave, you're talking about core team, you're you're thinking about people's gifting, you're you're interacting with people in the church, you're saying I feel a sense that I can, you know, call to do this, I can serve the church in that. How are you, you know? balancing all these things how are you sort of training people you know one of the conversations we're having in our church now is how do we do this for the next generation how are we going to pass on this ministry to yeah. the next generation um yeah. how how are you doing that how are you uh, identifying people how are you giving room for people to do that and and exploring those those different ministries those different gifts
1: yeah probably a few different ways i mean we're all trying to Uh, I think all our pastors and all our leaders, we're trying to build in a mentality of discipleship Mm -hmm. and so really, who are you discipling? So if you're running kids ministry, who are you discipling? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're running youth ministry, who are you discipling? Um, Whatever the role is, you fill in the blank. I run personally something called Leadership Boot Camp, which I do for men and women once a month. It's a year-long course, and they read a ton of stuff. Um, And then we come together and we discuss it. I think I've got 18 people on that at the moment, men and women, who are thinking about being trained for various different things. Some of them may feel a call of God for pastoral ministry. Some of them may just want to be like, hey, I just want to be a better leader in my workplace. For others, it might be like um, when Christina came on it, it was more that I'd really love to see us grow in mercy ministries. And I wonder how to maybe develop a ministry like that. So it's like, sweet, let's, let's come on board. Let's train you. And those big building blocks are what it looks like to lead something uh, and move forward. So we do that. I think just generally as well, we try and build in an attitude in the church of let's have a go, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you want to, if you want to serve in something, Well, welcome aboard. (laughs) Let's let's get it done. And if if there's something you're desperate to see happen and and it's not actually in the church, it might be because you're meant to be doing it in our church. That's why God's brought you to us. So (laughs) let's let's see if we can. Let's talk about that. But very disposed to wanting to move forward. And I generally believe that if the Lord's um, calling us to come together as a local church with different gifts and abilities, a big part of my role and the pastoral role in my mind is equipping the saints for those works of ministry. So how can I train you? How can I deploy you? Um, and how can we use you to help us be a, an even better body and a representation of Jesus Christ here in the church and in our community?
0: Yeah. And what you're pointing to there, Dave, is, is, a, is a culture, isn't it, that you're creating, isn't it? I love the fact you've got a leadership program that, that you know, leadership's required across every different kind of ministry, isn't it? And, right. and, you know, individuals in their own lives, in their marriages in their families, you know, mm-hmm. so, so I love the fact that you're equipping people there and then this, this culture that you're building. And I've seen it for, well, from the cheap seats to see what you're doing, the way that you kind of invest into people and relationships is that actually you get to know people and where that sense of where God's calling them and where you can position them to play their part. And once people yes. have found that part, there's a real joy in it, isn't it? You know, you must see that where you've deployed someone to a role and suddenly that ministry's just flourished.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. I think that's, that's um, for me personally, that's probably my happy place.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: when somebody's feeling a stirring of the Lord wants to be used in a certain way, I'm already disposed unless there's, there's clanging character issues or a bit like the X factor. They think they're really good, but they're actually, actually not, <laughs> you know, that that's more of a problem, but, but assuming that, Hey, they may well be good at this and they're a person of character. Let's try and help them. Let's try and help them make this make this happen. And it's very rewarding when then the Lord really does bless the labors of their hands. And you think, praise the Lord for that. You know, we're a better church and the fruit of seeing that gift deployed than we would have been if we hadn't found a pathway uh, for them. Yeah. So, yes, it's, I think that's incredibly rewarding when that happens and, and certainly makes me happy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I love that. Yeah, it, it's brilliant. Dave tell us what are some of the tools that you're using like what's some of the resources you, that you're using to to you know that underpins everything that you're doing and you're building
1: yeah yeah th- this is one of those things that I'm sure as you experience still at Christchurch Gab, we we do reassess at different times because mm-hmm. the, there is a bit of tool creep over time <laughs> when you realize the tool was working for you once upon a time and it's not working anymore I remember when uh you know, for one one time, one season in our church life, we're realizing when we communicate with the church, it might be on Facebook or it might be WhatsApp, or they might get an email or they might hear it on a Sunday. Or they might get, and you're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So we're constantly yeah. trying to streamline yeah. what we're trying to use and what we're trying to do. Because so much of what we're trying to do is communication. Yeah. So yeah. the, the yeah. more voices in the midst, the more complicated it becomes. Yeah pretty quickly a couple of tools we use though um, elvanto would be one of them
0: okay yeah Um,
1: so elvanto we we pretty much run the church through elvanto so everybody in the church has an app and everybody's getting their their rotors through their um access to people's numbers if they need them if they're running teams so on and so forth so that's kind of how we run out sort of structural life Mm -hmm. as a Mm -hmm. church and we use todoist as a as a leadership team yeah use that quite a lot so that's how we run our different teams and drop thing in to, to different people. Uh, Google Drive, we use a lot, but we keep that yeah. a lot of stuff online where different teams then access it and can go ahead and obviously change it, so on and so forth. Zoom is pretty much how we run our church right now because <laughs> we're on <laughs> lockdown.
0: lockdown. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, Look, yeah. we did do uh, YouTube for a while, but that, that didn't work too great because it was a bit one-dimensional. But yeah. YouTube, at least, you can really um, you can talk to people. It feels like you're actually together and there's a degree of accountability and so forth. A big part of our communication piece is is our blog. Okay. So we have a church blog that we run. And then on a Tuesday and a Friday, MailChimp scoops the new blogs and puts them in people's email box. And so that would be some of the tools we use. We found, I mean, we've got to a size that, as many churches do very quickly, where you you can't just work with paper and pen and no. um, even even you know word doc and tables it's like you're going to be there a long time yeah. so having stuff online um yeah. has been really helpful for us and then structuring things that way so yeah elvanto todoist zoom google drive blogs they tend to be our main sources that okay. we try and use
0: yeah, communication is a massive deal, isn't it, for for any church, any size? Um, yes, well, it
1: is. Yeah. I mean, just going back to one thing you said earlier on about the, the importance of an administrator early on. Yeah. Just one point on that is when we built the core team, mm-hmm. so we had different guys, they were all also using the administrator. Okay. And I think that's an important part of the puzzle in that sense of <clears throat> so Janelle, who took on our kids ministry, and was an assistant principal in her school. Wonderful. Wow. But didn't have the time to be photocopying all the materials and passing that out to everybody and, and, and structuring some of the things of when she didn't have that ability and yeah. Um, yeah. she could train. And even now she does it. Um, she does it voluntarily. And we have yeah. nearly hundred people serving in kids ministry yeah. now. And yeah. She does it on the side, but we also have an administrator that's doing all the stuff for her. That's doing yeah. the rostering, getting that Intel out. So, so just to say that administration piece is so critical because all the core team members all are talking to that person yeah. to get that yeah. blog out or to get that roster. Or can you get this ready for me? It's probably how we're able to push on with lay people so much yeah. because that administrator is doing the time.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. In the background, they are making things happen, I guess, which is a big part.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I think in our context, uh, I, don't, I think some of the people on the core team probably couldn't serve on it. If we didn't have yeah. somebody doing them, they would struggle because yeah. they just they're working jobs themselves. They can't do both. But if somebody else could do the admin side, they can do the leadership side.
0: They can do that that side of it, and yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, which is great.
1: Which is what I want.
0: Yeah. So the communication stuff like that. Have you ever appointed a communications officer, or have you left that with the church administrator to kind of coordinate? Because there's, there's yeah. a lot of things there, isn't it? Blogs and keeping all those things up to date. It's a big yes. thing at the, end of the week yes,
1: there is. I mean, this the, that question takes me back to we, once a year we go away as a core team. Um, and in our core team, there's like about 14 people, so it's quite big. And we go away, and we had this conversation about three years ago. As in, hey guys, there's a lot of communication
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> over yeah. numerous different formats, and what we're going to do. So we don't have somebody that is head of communication but we do have a lot of clarity on what we communicate where and who does that. So we, we actually shut down our social media. We don't do hardly anything on social media anymore. WhatsApp, We really try and keep that just for very simple instructions to leaders. We really run everything through the blog. Okay. And that saved us a massive headache. So rather than people hearing different things from different places, potentially everything's going through the blog. So we had to train the church that you've got to read the blog. Because if you don't read the blog, you're going to know like ten percent that's going on in the church. You won't know the rest, and over time that the penny's dropped on that, and that's helped us with our communication piece massively. Yeah, um, everybody knows. Oh, that's where I'm going to get my intel. Yeah, I, I don't know how you. What we found is even try to produce things on the website per se. People don't read it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like yeah. it's not. Uh, and even the calendar, church calendar on the website. Great, no one goes there. You <laughs> know, like this doesn't work. One one other thing we did do on the calendar, which helped us is we set up a, a Google calendar okay. um, for different teams. And so if you log on to that and you want to download that, you can just get it all. to Everybody can just get it to their phone. Yeah. So you can know 2022 straight away on your phone if you're involved in youth or young adults or whatever. And that's been really helpful.
0: Yeah. So
1: people don't say, oh, I didn't know it was on. They, they do know it's on because it's actually in their diary. <laughs> and so that's been helpful. Yeah, yes. so we really do try and mainstream
0: um, yeah. our stuff. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And it, I, I love the fact that um, it's just not not just one person who knows how to do the tools and use the tools, but there are the whole team does, isn't it? And, and that that's an important point, I think. And um, Dave, you talked about church planting, and you talked about you know different things that you're doing. What what kind of role has the church administrator your church had in supporting you to to move forward? Because in, in some ways you're going to Repeat the model that you've already got in another location, I guess. Um, and so, yeah. so how is there time that you're giving him to support you to to do some of these church plans? What, what does that role look like?
1: Yeah, good question. <clears throat> well, I have two. I have two. So, <clears throat> I have a I have a church administrator here who's a lady, yeah, She does a wonderful job. Um, she she operates more in sort of admin assistance, okay. really but she does do all our rostering and the main running of our mainframe stuff as a church. Yeah. And then I have a guy who works with me Andrew who works with me for all my emerging nations stuff, but that yeah. would include all of the Australia stuff. Yeah. So he he would be involved in that. At the same time we have when we took on pastors we almost built in to some of that pastoral time a, a, they have a sphere and they have a sphere of administration in it. Okay. So they kind of own it. So I, I don't really have the monopoly over all the administration per se. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, built-in yeah. administration to other people's roles. Yeah, um, yeah. But you are right. People tend to recreate themselves. So when we sent out a planter to Parramatta in September 2019, his first hire was actually somebody for administration. Yeah, okay. So they have somebody now who does administration for a day a week and then an intern for a yeah. day a week yeah. we often use interns as well for those types it's a good way of learning the ministry yeah to it start right. off with yeah. some administration as well it's like well get involved you're going to learn about how the church works you're going to find out things you didn't know yeah um, so get get stuck in and so yeah
0: yeah that's good you're talking about emerging nations tell us a little bit about what you're doing on that mate because i i love seeing dave's over here he's in the philippines and then he's somewhere else and yeah well i'm not anywhere
1: at the minute i'm in my ass yeah.
0: <laughs> You're
1: locked down at the minute. Oh, mate, I think there's two places in the world that you are not allowed to leave your country. I think Australia and North Korea. I think that's about the only two countries (laughs) where you're not allowed out at the moment. Yeah, Emerging Nations is basically just an arm of sovereign grace, churches. Um, So I work with 38 countries outside the States. I don't, well, I do work in the States, but I'm not responsible for the United States. But they're just countries where we have work going on either with planting, or church adoptions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's busy. Now, again, there's a lot of administration with that, Gav, obviously, because there's financial pieces with that, there's ordination pieces with that. So I don't do that by myself. So people are like, that's ridiculous. You can't do 38 countries. And it's like, well, no, of course I can't. That's why there's 22 people that work for me. So there's 22 people that work on that. And then I have an an executive assistant that just does that with me on Australia. Okay. Um, which is which is great. Otherwise, you couldn't possibly do it. No.
0: no, no, you couldn't do. And so, so the work internationally is is busy, and and are you balancing that with the church time as well? Are, are you supported Sovereign yep. Grace on the two days or or a certain? Yeah,
1: place? so I work two days a week for Sovereign Grace and three days a week for um, Sovereign Grace Church in, They're both Sovereign Grace, I suppose. so
0: Yeah, a lot of the global
1: thing- ones. So yeah, it's about forty percent I do globally, sixty percent I do locally which is actually okay and that's been doable so far so good
0: there's something great for the church about that isn't it of being able to get a front row seat of what's you know what god's doing across the nations uh through the partnership that you're working with with sovereign grace um i remember when Pete used to go and travel and used to hear the stories and the gospel being into new nations that 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 combination is must be lovely for the church
1: oh brother it's, it's really it's really wonderful you know i think that you know there's the joy of partnership is and the joy of our great commission of mm. taking the gospel to the nations is you just can't do it by yourselves. I mean, we're just a small church in Sydney. Yeah. We can't reach the nations by ourselves, mm. but when you're a part of something where there is a lot of nations work, that is a lot of fun. We actually have an incredibly international church too. There's about 32 nationalities in our church. Yeah. And so that it's always a blessing when yeah my work is often in places that I have somebody in the church they're from there. So that's been a lot of fun, you know, even translating, we're doing a lot of translating work at the moment, our statement of faith into different languages and the website into different languages. And it's fun when you're able to send like the Latinos. Oh, here's our website now in Spanish for you. And they're super excited about it. And they're reading stuff they didn't know about before. That's been a lot of fun, particularly when you're dealing with people in your local church where their first language is actually they're from abroad yeah and um, so yeah it's been a real blessing
0: oh, mate i love that i love that so what's the plan after you get out of lockdown i mean any guidance from the government about when you can and when mate, at the
1: speed when this is happening i think by the time we get out i might be retiring i'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> not sure I said to the kids the other day, I said, by the time we get back to church, some of you are going to be married with kids. It's going to be an interesting arrival back into the place. I don't know. We're just waiting. I think the government, I mean, they are rolling the vaccines out, which is good. Yeah. So I think by middle of November, if I recall, everybody that wants to be vaccinated can. Okay. so I think the um, it's not going to be long, but it is just a, a rough few months prior to getting there. Once we get back to it, we want to carry on. We, we, we're trying to build a pastor's college here or some type of a yeah. college, which is going to be for Asia, actually, and for here in the Philippines and India yeah. and Nepal and all those countries. That was in the plan for 2019. Yeah. But here we are, 2021, and still haven't done it yet. Yeah. But that'll be the plan. There's another church plant that we're looking at in Canberra, which is our capital city here in Australia. Um, and there's two, there's two um, potential adoptions in Newcastle, which is another city near us. Wow. So they'll be explored more. All those trips have just been cancelled because you can't, we're not allowed to leave our suburbs, really. Yeah. So, so there's things, it's going to be busy when we get out.
0: Yeah. So I want to
1: yeah. enjoy this season as best we can. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, wouldn't wish it on anybody. You, your season was incredibly long, longer it was than long. Ours. Yeah. It was yeah. long. But I trust it will be a lighter, momentary trouble in light of eternity. So, I'm yeah, trying to seize the moment. Right.
0: And mate, just to finish, you, you've got a podcast running, and you've got a new podcast running.
1: Yeah, yeah my, friend that. Me, my friend Let's convinced me. Just a little promo do for that. <laughs> well, well, my friend Riley Spring, who's the, the lead pastor of the Sovereign Grace Church of Parramatta, convinced me we should do a podcast called yeah. "Race and the Adventure yeah. of Leadership." Because there's not a lot of people speaking into that in an Australian context. Okay. And there's a lot of people speaking to it from an American context. But Australians are not always going to listen to American podcasts.
0: Okay.
1: So we decided to start a an Australian podcast, speaking into leadership in an Australian context. And it's been a lot of fun. So people are hitting on it. I'm surprised. I thought we'd have like three, you know, my mum, <laughs> his mom, my sister or something. Yeah. We've had, we've had quite a lot more than that. And I trust the Lord uses it. And if he doesn't, then we've had a bit of fun in yeah. the process. And But the, the heart behind it was to try and how do we equip um, and care for pastors that are already pastors? And yeah. how do we equip and train guys that are maybe beyond us, that maybe haven't heard of us, but are actually looking to plant churches and want to get involved? So, yeah, it's a bit right. more of a voice yeah. into Australia.
0: I love that, mate. Thank you for uh, for connecting with us today, mate. It's good to see an old friend on uh, even if it is on Zoom. See you too. So good to see you, my friend, and hear all about it. I love what God's doing in you and through you and and all that the church means to us here. Sydney Church is it's just wonderful, mate. So uh, oh,
1: thanks, man. Well, give my love to everybody. We think about you very, very, very often and talk about you and Pete and the church there often. You you still have a very, very special place in our heart. You always will. Yeah. So thanks for having me on.
0: Oh mate, it's a pleasure. And if you've got any questions uh, from anything you've heard today, then please contact us at questions at the churchoffice.co.uk. Uh we'd love to connect you to Dave, check out Dave's podcast, look at uh, Sovereign Grace Sydney, go and visit their site, go and let, go and read their blog and find out all the time. <laughs> What's happening next week? And there's loads to learn from you mate and uh yeah i know just i I love visiting church websites and getting a picture of what what other people are doing you can learn a lot so uh want to encourage people in that and uh, if you're involved in church administration and you're listening to this then uh, be encouraged that you are playing a vital role in ministry to support ministry, and uh, that may not be recognised in your church. You may not uh, experience the same kind of encouragement that that, that maybe we do and, and Dave's staff. But but know God's uh, our favour and blessing towards you and what you're doing. So, uh, mate, goodbye. Thank you All very right. much for that.